Hey, it's Electoral College Day. This is December the 14th, and this is Monday morning. This is The Prophetic Angle, and you're listening to Pastor Rick Bowen, and I'm so glad you joined me. I hope you continue to keep up with my podcast, The Prophetic Angle, and also go check out other areas of uh, ministry and media, including YouTube, which I may not continue with. Not sure yet. We're in a hinge here. We're in a crease. We're in a we're in a straight betwixt two, Paul said, and we're trying to determine the path forward when it comes to my best opportunity for media presentation. I'm sure many are, and uh, all the new social media opportunities and platforms that have risen in this time uh, that seem to allow conservatives to speak their mind, uh, freedom of speech, which is what we believe we're supposed to have with the uh, First Amendment. So, Electoral College Day, what's going to happen today, Rick? Well, let me share with you what I think very well may happen. Now, I'm reading from an article on Newsmax, Sunday the 13th, December 2020, is uh, the image above the article. And the article is entitled, Biden soon, quote, President-elect, as Trump vows, it's not over. It says here, on Monday, the constitutional body known as the Electoral College will meet and vote, officially making Joe Biden president-elect of the United States. Now, let me share with you that I'm a big proponent of the Electoral College, and I believe you are too. And without going into all the details and nuts and bolts of the Electoral College, the Electoral College was a genius invention or creation by our founding fathers that kept the smaller states population-wise, not the geography, but the smaller states from being ruled by the larger states. So to cut to the chase, right now California is and New York are among the most populated states. Now I know Texas is too, but let's just stick with California and New York for a moment because we traditionally or typically think of them as being liberal in the outcome of the elections or democratic. Um, Much of the problems in Congress, in my opinion, come from representatives and senators from New York and California, without question. Do I need to name them Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi? How far do I need to go with the names here? Uh, Some of them are bowing out. Barbara Feinstein's getting old. She's 87, I think. And then Maxine Waters, another troublemaker. Um, And on and on we can go. Now, there are some good reps from those states, but not you don't hear as much about them. Maybe we should talk about them more. Okay, so let me get back on the track here. The Electoral College is supposed to give a, a chance to the smaller states to have a somewhat equal voice when it comes to the decision of who is going to be the president. So that being said, without belaboring the point, it is a good thing. It's a good thing. Now, today, if the Electoral College selects or elects Joe Biden, 
because the electors from the various states that certified the election for Joe Biden, even though we know it was completely fraudulent. And I say that 100%. I'm not backing up. I'm not backing down. It's too evident. Now, I had a person question me on one of my threads on Facebook saying, where's the evidence? Well, obviously, this is a a lady that I grew up with in high school years and years and years ago. Hadn't seen her in decades. And I'm glad to have friends from my past. Don't get me wrong. Some of them grew up and went different directions. And And I knew back during the hippie times that some of them were heading off in the liberal Uh, crevice of nowheresville and so i don't want to impugn her question too much because i think in some ways it's a legitimate question to say where is the evidence and then she went on to say where's the evidence no court has recognized that there's any evidence yet or something to that effect well that's not entirely true because as far as i know as far as I can know uh, off the top of my head, there has been no court yet of any particular leverage that has actually heard the evidence, that has given the platform for Sidney Powell or Rudy Giuliani or Jenna Ellis to actually argue the case in the court of law. Prior to that, there have been some courts that have not accepted the case. Like the Supreme Court, for instance, when it came to the Texas uh, complaint. That's the most recent, the most obvious, the most profound, and most disturbing in some people's minds. So the evidence is there. And if you've been watching any of the hearings, there's been hours and hours and hours and hours of hearings before legislatures and uh, bodies in the arena of the states, and particularly the cities where the most fraudulent, um, effective change took place, then you know that the evidence is there. It's piles and piles and piles of it, and uh, we haven't seen all of it. We We don't even know. I don't think we know the tip of the iceberg, frankly. So to say that there... There's no evidence because you're watching CNN or MSNBC or you just don't have the awareness or accessibility of other plat- uh, media that are showing the evidence is there. or You don't want to know that there's evidence is a fallacy at best. It could be a legitimate question because here's the thing. If I'm listening to somebody telling me exactly the opposite and that's all I hear, then that is my question. Where is the evidence? So she wasn't really nasty about it. Um, She was just posing the question. But the evidence is there. And um, it could be there might be some that hesitate a little bit in sending electors for Biden to the Electoral College to vote. But it seems like you know, without trying to prognosticate either way too much, it seems like that Biden is going to get the 270-plus today in the decision. Boy, it would be great if he doesn't. 
and and I believe the the uh, mainstream media would go bananas if he doesn't. And they're going to go bananas if he does. They're going to they're going to act like that he's arrived. It's a done deal. They've been doing that. They're going to continue to do it. So don't be too surprised at the way they act. Of course, we're not. Most of us aren't watching the mainstream media anyway. A lot of us quit fo- watching Fox News for the most part. I mean, there's still some good people there at Fox News or Fox Business News, like Lou Dobbs and so on. You can name them. You can name your own favorites. Um, they have jobs. You know, they have to weigh all the criteria for keeping their job and how they deal with things. And I think some of them are still trying to speak to the truth. But most of us, many of us, are not watching Fox News for the most part, if at all, now. And so, uh, but every time we come to a date like this, a critical date, the cynicism, the futility, the despair or despondency begins to attack us. These uh, emotions of what's the use? But it's not over. There are several things that are still in in motion. And if we knew everything, it might be a little scary, frankly. So hopefully it doesn't have to come to the things that are most... uh, that are seem to be most scary because there's there's still some litigation to be done. Um, you still need to pray for Sidney Powell and Rudy Giuliani, Jenna Ellis, Jordan and Jay Seculo, Joe DeGeneva, and Victoria Tinsley. You you need to keep praying for these and then others we don't know about. Um, Lynn Wood is a big voice. Of course, his you know sometimes the things he says is like. When people tweet stuff, it's like, what? What did you say? What do you mean by that? So let's continue to read the article a little bit, and then I'll make a few more comments, and then we'll pray and we'll conclude this particular podcast. It says, despite a myriad of recounts and legal challenges, President Donald Trump's campaign has not been able to upend the results of the November 3rd election, with Joe Biden winning 306 electoral votes against the president's 232. Now remember, you have to have 270. So if we get Joe Biden's below 270, even if it's 269, if nobody has 270, then it has to go to the Congress. So that's one uh, consideration that's still out there. Because just because the Electoral College were to vote, and if they were to vote affirmative Joe Biden's president-elect, that doesn't mean that he's going to wind up being president. Because it's still there's still several steps that have to take place, including the inauguration, before he were to become president, or vice versa, before President Trump resumes his next or assumes his next term and stays in the Oval Office. So back to the article. And on Sunday's Fox and France, Trump said he's not planning to accept the results of the Electoral College. Now remember, have you been paying attention over the past several months? Of this setup. And it started back in the 2016 campaign when Hillary asked, uh, when the uh, expositor or the moderator was asking during a debate, would you accept the results? And Trump said, well, it depends. I mean, I'm not saying today because he knew that then they were trying to cheat and steal and do things. And 
And Hillary just acted like she had a cow. She acted like, I can't believe it. I, I can't believe you would be so unconstitutional. Then, of course, the election went in Trump's favor, and Hillary was the one for the next four years, yea, even today, that still won't accept the results of the 2016 election. So then they started this drumbeat again. Are you going to accept the results of the 2020 election, Donald Trump, and are you going to allow for the peaceful trans transition of power? And they kept asking that over and over again. Well, he answered the same way, and this time he's even more, he was even more aware of what was going on because he made an executive order in uh, 2018 that if there was any foreign interference that there was certain certain latitude that he could employ. Now, that's still in the offing, too. So keep that in mind. I might address that another day, and some are already doing that. You're hearing terms. You're hearing terms being thrown around in some of the social media that has to be parsed and has to be explained because if you just hear the term, you, you can get all uh, sideways and, and not really realize what's going on. You're hearing terms like secession, civil war, and martial law, and a lot of things, actually. I could go on, but... Those things might need to be talked about by me on a podcast in the near future, like in days, so that we can have some balance in the way we view this. But at the same time, I would encourage you to make sure you got food in your pantry and you got your provisions and everything in the event that there is some break in the uh, supply chain and, and in the case there's some things that take place that you're hearing about on social media and some of you know are a possibility. Um, it's, it's important for you to not have your head stuck in the sand. That doesn't mean you have to be fearful and afraid. It just means you have to be vigilant. Be vigilant. The Bible says be sober, be vigilant. Okay? So back to the article. No, it's not over, he said. We keep going. And we're going to continue to go forward. We have numerous local cases. Newsmax has consistently stated that with recounts and challenges by the president in as many as six states, the media should not declare a winner and respect the president's right to challenge where the results were as close as 1% or less. With all states certified, the Electoral College will make its election with a newly seated House confirming that result on January the 6th. So keep in mind, there's over a month before the inauguration takes place. And January the 6th, that's still, what, about three weeks away. So a lot can happen. A lot will happen. Newsmax and other many other critics of the election results will accept the Declaration of Electoral College of the new president-elect. Um, so... Still, Newsmax plans to continue its coverage of Trump's challenges to the results and any new evidences of voting irregularity. So Newsmax is attempting to set itself up as a viable alternative to Fox and other news outlets that are not operating in a purely journalistic manner. They're trying to be true to journalism and be realistic and at the same time understand point out in their realism 
that there really are challenges that really could affect a different result during this interim period. And I guess that's, you know, you have to say, well, that's noble. That's probably the way they should, should go. Now, some alternative news outlets will not take that approach because of the various agendas because they don't have to. Maybe they're not journalistic, okay? So I get that, and I'm not going to pile up on newsbacks. Yes, it's like somebody with chalk on a chalkboard if I hear anything about Biden's legitimacy because he's completely illegitimate. And I want you to watch the uh, ongoing investigation into Hunter Biden's uh, trespassing and Joe Biden's involvement with other nations while he's been in elected office, uh, the, especially China, because China is up to their neck in all of this. I'm not talking about the people of China. I'm talking about the Chinese Communist Party. And you can listen to my other podcast for information pertaining to that. So back to our article, and I'll try to wrap this up. As lawyer Rudy Giuliani told Newsmax TV Stinchfield show on Friday night, the Trump campaign is not going to stop fighting in court. The fight will officially have to overturn the results of the election set to declare Biden a winner. The case wasn't rejected, talking about the Supreme Court, on the merits. The case was rejected on standing. And, of course, there's conjecture as to whether or not that was even the proper decision by the Supreme Court to reject the case of Texas on standing. Giuliani told host Grant Stinchfield discussing the campaign's take on the Supreme Court's rejection of the Texas lawsuit. The answer to that is to bring the case now in the district court by the president by some of the electors, alleging the same facts were there where there would be standing and therefore get a hearing. So the hearings are very important. So pray for the hearings in the various courts and the various uh, venues where the evidence can be set forward. Uh, Remember, this is a little bit of an aside, but Josh McDowell wrote that book, Evidence Demands a Verdict, uh, about the proof that there is a God. And remember, he had been an atheist I believe, or an agnostic at the very, at the very least, uh, but an atheist. And he became one of the greatest apologists of our day, Josh McDowell. Evidence demands a verdict. Well, evidence does demand a verdict. And by the way, there is a Supreme Court above the Supreme Court. Just want you to know that. And when God brings the gavel down, folks, when all is said and done, all is going to be said, and all is going to be done. So I want you to have a good day. I want you to know that there's going to be a lot happen this week. Next two or three weeks, you're going to see a lot of things happen. Some of it's going to be disturbing. Some of it might be scary to some people, but this is essential. This is an essential time of transition in our country. And yes, It's a possibility it could go what we would think is the wrong way, but it can't be just swept under the carpet. And I believe it's going to go the right way. Now, somebody says, well, you're just living in denial. Well, you go ahead and think that if that's what you want to think. But 
I am going to pray and contend in the spirit for another four years. I want to see the freedom um, that we have had for the most part continue so that we can this time redeem the time because the day is evil. So let's redeem the time. Let's redeem the time we got. How about today? Take, take advantage of today. Do the right thing. Serve the Lord. Praise Him. Worship Him. Find out what His will for you is and do it in the name of Jesus. God bless you. This is Pastor Rick at The Prophetic Angle. 